Gemara in yesterday's daf. So we're going back to yesterday's daf. On daf Peyamid Beis, draw the simen. Chabad, Bich, Bachan, simen. What's this a simen for? So it's a simen for three halachas that were said over by the sons of Rapapa. The simen relates to which sons of Rapapa were the ones that said this. Chabad is Amar Rab Achabar Papa, Mishum Rab Abba Bar Papa, Mishum Rab Abba Bar Papa. Bich is Amrilo, because some say it was Rab Abba Bar Papa, Mishum Rab Chir Bar Papa, Mishum Rab Achabar Papa. And Bochan is because Amrilo, there was some that held that it was Amar Rab Abba Bar Papa, Mishum Rab Achabar Papa, Mishum Rab Chanina Bar Papa. But either way, you have three different formulations of three of the sons of Rab Papa that said the following halacha, and Chazal gave us a simen, and the simen is Chabad Bich Bachan. I saw in the Sefer Megillah Simonim, a Sefer that we've quoted many times, it was written by the Aderes, and the Sefer was written on Simonim. So on this simen, Chabad Bich Bachan simen, he asks two kashas. The first kasha that he asks is that he doesn't really understand why we would have this simen, Dafke in this place, Meaning, every time there's a simon, there's a reason there's a simon. You don't have a simon on every Gemara. Certain Gemaras have a simon. So he's mutching a little bit in his world of being the guru when it comes to understanding simonim. He's not 100% clear of why there is this simon over here. He says very often the reason there's a simon is because of something mechudishtig about the mimer that was said. And we want you to remember the mimer. And it's related to that that we go out of our way to give you an extra way of, of remembering the mimer. So you're going to think, Chabad, Bich, Bachan, right? You're not going to forget this so fast. And that's going to remind you not of all the sons of Rapapa, but it's going to remind you of what they said. So he said, there must be some chiddish here in what they said. Okay, so what did they say? They said three halachas, Masri and Alachikuch B'Shabbos, that in the event there's a makashchim, literally of Makas fame, then even on Shabbos, which usually is Shabbos Yimilizai, but over here we dive in and we don't just dive, we even blow Shoifer, we go a whole Seder of Tainus, etc. Fidelis Hananel, Slavim Heriti Pasach, that in the event somebody feels like he's having a bad stroke right now in life, you should know, Slavim Heriti Pasach, Lav Dafkits can change so fast. And if somebody buys a house in Eretz Yisrael, Kaisvanol of Oinea, Philip Shabbos, if you're buying from an Eni Yehudi, Al Yudei Eni Yehudi, Amir Lachim Shvos, this is Shvos, the Shvos, Mokha Mitzvah, said, Allah is that you'd be allowed to have this Shtar written, Al Yudei in Oivakechavim. So he says, probably the reason there's a simon on this Gemara is because of the Toichen. But then he says that the Emes is, I'm not really sure what the Toichen is so significant about. The frat, what's the shaykhis between these three things? So he says, this is really, this is his first kasha. Why did this gemara, this member over here, have the schus to get a simon? And he said, if I would appreciate better the chashivas of the maimon, maybe that would be the answer. But I can't figure out what the chashivas is, but frat, they seem to have nothing to do with each other, and if that's the case, what's the union of the simon? In his Agoyz Marzach, on this Gemara, he says, it's posh to me that these three halachas are all saying the same exact thing. And it's actually bringing out a very, very chosh of a nekuda. And that is that a person sometimes is given in life a shasa kosher, and when a shasa kosher comes, you have to pounce on it. Because you never know if that shasa kosher is ever going to come again. And don't say that kishne efne eshne, because shem aloi tipane. Masri and Alachikuch B'Shabbos, this Shechin right now, 
It's Shabbos. We need a Yeshua. But it's Shabbos, and Shabbos in Yilizoyk. But at the same time, Masri and Alachikuch Shabbos. You know why? Because right now it might be the Shas HaKosher. And if right now it's the Shas HaKosher, then we're going to even look away from Shabbos, and we're going to say Masri and Alachikuch B'Shabbos. Delis Hananelis Leibim Heirati Pasach. The Gemara gave an example of it. The Gemara said that one of the Amiram was trying to get Smicha, and he almost got Smicha, and he didn't get it. And he was the one that said afterwards that Delis Hananelis, that if the door closes on you, meaning it was open, and now boom, it slammed in your face, loved off it's going to open again because he understood that he had a shasa kosher where maybe he was going to be the musmich was Rav Achami Difti and it didn't work out for him so why be married Yipasach and Alekeich Bayez Beretz Yisrael Kais Venal of Oynei Afil HaBashabbos Mishom Yishu Beretz Yisrael the Yidin I've always been trying to get control of every piece of land they could possibly get so you have an opportunity now of Yishu Beretz Yisrael and you can conquer a piece of land the problem is you need a star. And it's Shabbos. Amir la'akun is only a shvus. Mishum yishuvei tzitzro the gos be'rabanan. You could do it. Why? Because this is a shasak kodesh. Says Maritzchias. You want to know the chashivas of this halach, and you want to know why this maybe he doesn't say this would have a simon because it's such an important message over here. And that is sometimes in life a door is open and open. Go through the crack of that door because if it closes, like meriti pasach, you don't know for sure if you're ever going to have another opportunity. But then the Adaris asks another kasha. And that is as follows. He says, There's a little bit of a chiddish to me in this Gemara. The chiddish is, It sounds like these are all the sons of Rapapa. Now we know Rapapa had ten sons. And we're quite familiar with the ten sons. But he says, I just discovered two new names. I discovered the name Chia. I never heard of Chia Bar Papa. And I never heard of Abba Bar Papa. Now, we know of Abba Mari Bar Papa. Maybe it's the same person. But here by Papa for sure not. And he says, V'chiddish be'enai. It's a little bit of a chiddish to me. Now, just to go through the cheshben, Sezamen, the ten sons of our Papa of Hadron fame are Chanina bar Papa, Romi bar Papa, Nachman bar Papa, Achoi bar Papa, Abamori bar Papa, Raphram bar Papa, Rochish bar Papa, Surcha bar Papa, Ada bar Papa, and Daru bar Papa. If you go through the list of the Chabad, Bich, Bochan, Simen, so you had five Bar Papas. Yet Acha Bar Papa, Abba Bar Papa, Ado Bar Papa, Chia Bar Papa, and Chanina Bar Papa. So Acha Bar Papa is probably Achoi Bar Papa. Abba Bar Papa is probably Abba Mari Bar Papa. Ado Bar Papa is definitely Ado Bar Papa. Chanina Bar Papa is Chanina Bar Papa. The one that is a Tzarechin is Chia Bar Papa. Says the Aderes, it's a little bit Tzarech. Even to me, Chidush Be'enai, Shebeshem Be'ezbnei Rapapa, Le'nitzakla Rapchia. Abba, you can give, you can give Zechaneitza maybe Hainu Abba, Hainu Abba Mori. But Chiyah for sure not, and this is something that he asks as Akashas. I just think, in light of the raid that we spoke about last night, and in light of the raid that we spoke about last week, just Eim Beis Medrash Bloi Chiddush, I want to talk a little bit about the ten sons of Rapap, and you'll see, it's just going to tie in a couple of things that we spoke about recently. And that is as follows. The Minig Yisrael is, that when we make a Sim, you say a Hadrin, and part of the Hadrin is to mention the ten sons of Rapapa. The Makar to this comes already from the Rishonim. The Rishonim, it's brought down in Shulchan Aruch, in Hilchis Talmud Torah. The Ramah says, Simen Reish Mem Vav, Siv Chavav. Kishem Esayimim Esachta, when you make a seer, mitzvah l'smayach v'lasay suda. There's a mitzvah to be happy, and there's a mitzvah to make a suda, v'negra suda's mitzvah. And that suda is called a suda's mitzvah. Zoch Deshach. 
Because of the Saif Chuvas Maramins, Staten Chuvas Maramins, the Kshabon, the Saif Mesechta, when you come to the end of a Mesechta, you shire Maat, the Saif Achas Hakosha. You should leave over a little bit and you should wait for a Shas Hakosha. What's a Shas Hakosha for a Siem? Yoyma Deroy Lasakim by Suda, a day where it's good to make a Suda. Meaning, uh, Siem is not a mitzvah's essence as Mangaram. It's not something that you have to do literally on the day that you finish the Mesechta. Fakat. It's actually appropriate to try to find a good date on the calendar that's going to work for everybody. The minig was, says the Ramins, that all the Balabatim would come to Yeshiva in the beginning of his man. They would come in the beginning of his man, and at that time they would make the Siyam. And like this, he says, they had the Tchila and the Saif all wrapped together, and it was Mamish Gavaldi. Ramins continues, and he says, You should try to have a minion by a sin, so that you could say a Kaddish to Rabbanu. Additionally, you should say the Asura B'nai Rapapa. You should mention the ten sons of Rapapa. V'hisudas mitzvah, says the Ramins. Da'afilu ovel b'tech yud beis chodesh al ovel v'ima yochel l'soycha. Says the Shach Vaiter, Gamar Shal, and Yam Shal Shloim, because of the Perik Meruba, this was last night's raid, Slimin Lamid Zion, the Siyam Mesech, the Sudas Mitzvah, Umasik, the Mikom Mokim, Ain Lavarach, Shasimcha, the Moinon, Shoinemo. He says that even though it's a Sudas Mitzvah, and really the Hergish would suggest he should say Shasimcha, the Moinon, but that's not something that you should do. Ubesoifa Perikosab, and the Yam Shal Shloim at the end of Perik Meruba says, Da'afilo Mishaloi Sayim, Mesechta, Mitzvah Rabba, Sheyesamach Imhamasayim. You don't have to be a Messiah in order to have the Simcha of a Siyam. So, to be Mishtarta for someone else that's being Messiah is also an Indian. So, even if one Yochid is being Messiah, he could schlep with him a whole Rabbim of people to be Mishtarta. Meaning, you would have thought, maybe Achrei Rabbim Lahatlis. Since you have a Rabbim that are being Messiah, okay, so a few Yechidim, a few stragglers. You get a panim chadoshes, something along those lines. But no, even if one person is making the sin, there's an Indian to bring in a whole rabbin, everybody should come together, they should be Messiah together. But one of the things that the Merah meant, as quoted by the Shach, said, you're supposed to do at a sin, you're supposed to mention the ten sons of Rapapa. And the question is why? Why are the ten sons of Rapapa so prominently highlighted and featured at a sin? The end of the Yamshel Shloima, here in Masechtis Bavakama, he brings... A drushna that he heard from the Ramah that relates to a seer. I'll read just the introduction. He says, He says, so our papa had ten sons, and they were all Meirim, and they were G'dayli Torah. And he says that the reason the minig is to mention them is, Because every time his sons Rapapa's sons would finish a Masechta, Rapapa would make a Suda for them. He would make a Siyam for them. Ki Asher because he was a big veer. And he used to support people that were sinning and learning Torah. It's for that reason that Rapapa was Zoycha. Shemaskir and Oisei, that we mention him. Together with his ten sons. And then the Ramah said that there's an added Knech, because if you mention Rapapa and his ten sons, it's going to be Ki'ilu, you mentioned the Aseris Hadiris. And he goes on, it's two pages long, where this is the Ramah al Derech Drush, incidentally, underrated. We have a lot of Drush from the Ramah. Teresach Oilo is a classic, safer, two volumes with a lot of Drush from the Ramah. But the point is, al Derech Drush said the Ramah, where you see in the ten sons of Rapapa, 
But Al Kopanim, this Indian of mentioning the ten sons of Rapapa is already brought down by the Maram Ints. And the Yamshul Shloimer quoted the Ramah, who said that it was related to the fact that they were Gedoyle Yoilam. And the reason they were Zoich to get shadows by the Siam is because Rapapa himself was a Gersikvir. And every time any one of his sons would finish a Masachta, he would give them a shadow. He would make a suda for them, and because he made a suda for them, so therefore he and they had the schus that every time there's a sim, we're always going to mention that. But I'll tell you a dover nifla that I saw in the safe in the Tzaytzayar from Rabruvim Ramosha. This is for Rabruvim Ragolis. This is printed at the very, very, very end of the safe in the Tzaytzayar. So at the end of the safe in the Tzaytzayar, it's literally the last page, page 226. So he has a few shtikloch on the Hadron. Literally. So after he goes through Kalatayrakula, so he has on the Hadron a few shtiklach. And one of them is discussing why it is that we mentioned the ten sons of Papa, and this is classic vintage Rabbi Ruben Margolis. He says that, I've seen a lot of Drushim on this Indian. The Ramah, the Amshul Shloyma. He said, I didn't see yet. And he says, I'm going to suggest maybe a Pashib shot and why it is we mentioned them. And that is with a little bit of an introduction. Last week, we spoke about the last stand of the Bali Toysfus and how underrated the times that the Bali Toysfus lived in, the 200 or so years that they operated from approximately the year 1100 to approximately the year 1300 were marred by tragedies and pogroms and it was literally the worst of times for Yidin in terms of the persecution that they were subjected to. Why did we speak about it last week? Because last week we had the two famous long toysvesin above a kama da fa'in zayin amad aleph, and there's a Kabbalah that goes back to the Bnei Yisachar that said that the reason there are these two disproportionately long, seemingly out-of-place toysvesin is related to the fact that these toysvesin were written literally at the last night of their lives. They were destined to give up their lives on Kiddush Hashem in the morning, and they stayed up the whole night learning the sugya, which, by the way, talks about Shreyfus Paraduma and the whole Indian of Tyra and, you know, Dvarim Niflam Vatikin. So we just talked a little bit about the life and time, just to get a little context and a little bit of background, a little bit of a feel for what it was like in those times. Then this is that right before the birth of Rabbeinu Tam, the Yidin was subjected to a terrible, terrible pogrom. It was in the year 1096, which was the year of the onset of the First Crusade. It's known in Jewish literature, it's known in Kinnis as the Gzeres and the Shmad of the year Tatnu, Tov Tov Nunva. And the truth is, the fact that we don't know much today about Gzeroy's Tatnu is a simon, and it's evidence of the idea that Chazal talk about, and that is Soros Achroinos, Meshachroinos, Because the truth is that the Gzeroy of Tatnu was one of the worst Kufis in Jewish history. We read a lot about it in the Kinnis, maybe not realizing, but it's for sure, without question, it's up there with the Holocaust, Spanish Inquisition, Tach Vetat, Churban Beis Amikdash, Churban Beitar, etc. This goes down as one of the great massacres and one of the great Churbanis of Klai Yisrael. And there was a time that the Yidin on Tishbab, they would sit and they were cognizant and they were mindful of the fact of Tatnu. Unfortunately, this is a Maisa that was almost a thousand years ago. And as a result, we live in a world of Tzorus Achronis, Meshachis, Tzorus Shonis. But in real time, 1096 Tatnu is... Nazi Germany, 1939. Now, the 
crusade, as we know, was a, a holy mission by the Neutzrim, where their objective was to try to convert as many people to Nazareth as they possibly could. So really, you were given a choice. The choice was, if you wanted to convert, you can convert. The other choice was that you were going to be killed, Al-Kiddush Hashem. The first crusade was very, very dominant in Rhineland, Germany. And Rhineland, Germany at that time was the epicenter of European Jewry. So the Jews bounced around Europe over the hundreds of years during the last uh, millennia. But in that Kufa, the overwhelming majority of Jews, Bekamus Ube'echos, were living in Rhineland, Germany, specifically in what was known as the Kehila Shom. So Kehila Shom is Shapira, Varmaiza, and Magenza, spires, worms, and mains. And it was in that area where you had the primary Mokamatera. And that's where this terrible, terrible churban took place. And the numbers are not Holocaust-level numbers, but at the same time, very, very big numbers. And it was a churban that set the in the back a tremendous amount of time. It's good to speak this out, that there was a tremendous amount of hashkocha because Rashi, Rashi HaKadosh, was born in the year 1040, which means he was 56 years old at the time that this happened. And Rashi, we know, learned in worms. So Rashi learned in the Kehil Shum, And he had been there several years earlier. Spent a lot of time there. And if Rashi was there in the, 10, in the year 1096, Mioidea, but Rashi wasn't there. Rashi had already moved to France, and the first crusade didn't affect France. The second crusade affected France, but the first didn't. And as a result, Rashi, although there's truths from Rashi, where Rashi talks about different halachas that came about because of this terrible korban, but Rashi himself was not a victim. He wasn't an eyewitness to what took place, simply because... He was in a different region. But this is 1096, which is very much to the raid that we spoke about to the raid that we spoke about last week. What does this have to do with this Indian right now? So I'll tell you something interesting. We say in Davani, someone has a Siddur, the Tfila of Shabbos Siddur, Avarachimim. And the Tfila of Avarachimim is about what? It's, it's about the it's a Tfila for the Kedoshim. And just go through Avarachim. If you read it slowly, it's, it's mamish, it's, it's poignant. And we read this tefillah, which seems to be a, a tefillah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you know, take revenge. Right, that's the idea. Right, that's the whole theme of Avarachim. And this is something that we say on top. So when was the tefillah of Avarachim composed? So it's not 100% clear. But the Rishonim talk about the tefillah of Avarachim and the academics and the Yoidei Dover seem to feel that there's very, very strong evidence that the Tefillah of Averachim was composed after the massacre of Tatnu. That's when this Tefillah came into effect, which would make it one of the latest, if not the latest Tefillah that we have. But the point is, Averachim came about around that time. If you're interested in reading more about this, Rabbi Ephraim Kanderfogel wrote a, an essay, it was printed in one of the Ashurans, Ayn Sham, where he talks about this at length, and he goes through all the different theories of when exactly Avarachim came about. But a very, very strong theory is that it was something that came about as a reaction to, as a reaction to the Xeris of Tatnu. Now, why would we say it, Shabbos, and why do we say it, Davka after Kriya Satayra? 
and this is the punchline. He says the reason is because we find in our Messiah that the right time to mention Kedoshim is when you finish a Chelek of Torah. Other Rachman was instituted after Kriyas HaTorah. What's the classic example? Yiskar. When do you say Yiskar? You say Yiskar after, after Kriyas HaTorah. Because Noch Torah, after you make some sort of Gemar, you finish, there's a Hashlama, something was just finished, it's a tremendous Ace Rotson, and it's an Ace Rotson to be masking a Shabbos. And that's why, even though it's not such a Shabbos to get filo, Shabbos email is like, right, this is a Shabbos to get filo, but at the same time, we say, because we understand that these were Yidin that gave up their lives because they weren't willing to bow to the cross, etc., etc. And now is the time to be masked and a Shabbos. When are we going to be masked? We're going to be masked at this time. I'll tell you what Dover Nifla. He said, I found in the Sefer HaKrisos, which was rented by Rav Shamshon Mekinon, also one of the Balitoises. It's in Chelek Doiraswam Meiroim Sharbez. He brings that in the year Dalet Alofin and Kuf Gimel Yitzir, Shehitof Reish Samech Gimel Ishtaris. There was a terrible, terrible massacre in the Jewish folk. And you know what happened during the massacre? Nergu b'nei Rappapa al-Kiddush Hashem. He says the ten sons of Rappapa were killed al-Kiddush Hashem. So you want to know what happened to the ten sons of Rappapa? They were nerg al-Kiddush Hashem. So Rabbi Magolah says, Lule de Mistafina, I would say, there's a Gemara Masech, this brachas tafchafam at Aleph, where Rappapa was talking to Abai, and he said, Maishno, why is it that the Deirus HaRishonim had miracles and we don't have miracles? And he said, don't tell me it's because they were better in learning than we are. He says, you know why? Because I know in the times of Rabbi Yehuda, the only thing that they learned was Seyed and Ezekiel. We spoke this out earlier in Bava Kama. We keep on finishing Shish Sidra Mishnah. We learn it again and again and again. He says this 13 Batim Midrashim and we learn it from Brochis all the way to Uksin. So Rav Magolah says it's Mashma from this Gemara that in the Yeshiva of Rav Papa, this Rav Papa talking in his Yeshiva, they were finishing Shish Sidra Mishnah, Shish Sidra Mishnah. He says it's not Rochik to think that when they would make a seer, they would do what we do when we finish a chalik of Torah. We say, Avarachem, Yisker, Melekeinu, Lutoivo. And we, they would say, Yisker, for the ten sons of Rapos, there are Shashivas, ten sons that were never killed by Kiddush Hashem. So he says, it's Mestaber and it's Yutachin. That in those Siyumen of Rapapa, every single time they would make a Hadron, they would mention the ten sons of Rapapa. And being that they did it, it became part of the Seder of the Hadron. And that's why all these years later, we're still mentioning the sons of Rapapa. He said it's based on Vashtet and Sefer HaKrisis from Abshamshu Mekinon, that the ten sons of Rapapa were killed by Kiddush Hashem. And being that they were killed by Kiddush Hashem, there's an Esrotzen, like we do with Avarachamim, and with Yisker, to be masculine and Hashemis, when you make a Siyam in learning, you finish a, a parasha in the Torah, you finish a Mesechta, Rapapa's Yeshiva, they were always making Siyumim. And being that they were always making Siyumim, it's not possible, he said, that they weren't mentioning the ten sons of the Rosh Hashiva. So when Rapapa see you, and they would always say Chanina Bar Papa, and they would mention one son after another son after another son, and they became the symbol of the Kedoshim that we mention every single time we make a sin. When we mention the ten sons of Rapapa, it's because we're mentioning these Kedoshim that were Nerek, Al Kiddush Hashem, Mishataka, Bizoichata, Vinikesi Domam, Loi Nikesi, Vashem Shoichain, Betzir.